Hi, I'm Zach, and I am a rider on an elephant. That'll make sense. Keep listening. It sounds weird now. It'll make, it's still weird, but it'll make sense in about 20 minutes. <laughs> My name's Caitlin, and I can't wait to figure out how emotionally moral I am. Mm, I have a feeling you are. I and have then- a feeling I'm very moral. My moral direction points to right. But moreover, I think everybody is based on the research we're doing today. So you are a part of everyone. Ugh. And with that, welcome to Manipulating the Masses. You are the masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we are back with uh, another episode of our uh, Bracing for 2024 series, talking about political campaigns and bouncing back to the psychology behind why these things work. Last week, we uh, discussed attack ads. We went through a bunch of attack ads. And uh, we did, you and you and I, Caitlin, went back and forth. How did they make us feel? What was our thoughts, thoughts from the marketing end? Uh, now we're gonna break it down a little more and talk about the theory of uh, emotional morality and how uh, really our moral code and the things that drive us and what right and wrong is really based on our emotions and our knee-jerk reaction and our fast thinking uh, reaction to different situations. Uh, Look at me like layering in our other episodes. This is like a pro podcast now. I'm like, I'm like, impressed with ourselves if only would if only someone would pay us to do this <laughs> god damn it speaking of that uh my venmo is i'm just kidding now we're we're waiting on that we're just giving it to you free because we love doing it until someone offers to pay us and then we'll do it because someone's paying us um but in our discussion today um i do think it's very relevant in politics and in marketing because uh, marketing companies do this as well, but we vote for someone every four years, two years, you know, what in the election cycle for president, uh, because we think they're the right candidate, or we think the other person is the wrong candidate. So I think it's important to address how we come up with those decisions and what little ticks in our brain drive that. Um, so Caitlin, we're going to kick off this episode on morality with a few scenarios. You're going to love these. Your job is to tell me, is this right or is this wrong? We're gonna we're gonna all together figure out morals, um, uh, Caitlin's moral code. So the first one, a family's dog is killed by a car in front of their house. Very sad day, hit by a car. Um, the family has heard that dog meat is delicious, Come so on. they cut up the dog. Come on, they cook it. Come on. And they eat it for dinner. Stop it. Nobody saw them do this. Nobody saw them do this. Nobody else eats it. You've already come to your moral conclusion before I finished it. Gross. So why would you say, or can you elaborate? Why is that wrong to do? Can I just ask, 
Okay, my first instinct was like, a dog is a part of your family. You might as well have chopped up Aunt Betty who died last year and cooked her over a frying pan. <laughs> is there any difference between the two? <laughs> is there difference to you? I mean, that's, no. that's, I think that's what we're coming up with. No, there's you no difference. no difference in between eating a dog and Cooking eating a Aunt human. Betty and cooking a dog over your frying pan. Ask oh, Jeffrey Betty. Dahmer. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I would say the main difference, at least in American culture, is there are laws against eating other humans. Uh, Is there? I just have to ask. Is there? I'm like seriously Might be a follow asking. Up. I, I would I would hope so. <laughs> so I would, we don't even know. We don't know. Okay. I would I'm I'm not entirely sure to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but um, okay. to, but to that point, laws don't define morality, right? Like laws are a an offshoot of morality. We we think what's right and we create laws to enforce what we think is right, but um they could be wrong as well. So your your initial your reaction t- disgusting. Okay, you are in line with ninety seven percent of people. Ninety seven. Okay. Ninety seven percent of people. In this scenario, react. I'm okay being a part of the masses. Yes. I, I, well, we're just getting started. So I mean, if you're listening to this in the morning, maybe just take a pause, uh, bookmark this. You know, wait until a little later here because we're 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 breaching some moral concepts here. Okay, next, and you are gonna know where I'm going with this right off the bat. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Jack and Jill are brothers and sisters. No nope. brother and sister. Done. <laughs> I'm out. They're- My Uber's here. I gotta go. <laughs> Their their parents decide to send them on a trip to Paris for a summer vacation before they they go to college. Uh, it's a beautiful night in the city of love. Okay, they I'm sorry. Decide... Do you have to set up this scene? Like, we know where you're going with it. Let's just get to the bottom. I am, I am, <laughs> I am literally taking these verbatim. There's a wonderful book, uh, The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Hadel. He does these experiments and he's talking about why people are divided. I'm not taking ownership of, I did not. That's a good call. I want to say I did not create these scenarios. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I am taking them verbatim from, from a psychological else. study. I Yes, thank you. I want to qualify. It's a li- maybe a little too late to do that, but I want to qualify. I did not come up with these. Um, so it's a beautiful night in the city of love. Great, we're back in Jack Paris. Jack and Jill are brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. They're, you're in Paris. Um, they decide that they'd like to sleep together. Uh, it's a one-time thing, and they feel like it would bring them closer together. Uh, Jill is on birth control. Jack uses protection. They tell no one about this and it helps their relationship in the future. They feel much closer uh, as brother and sister. And it never happens again. One time thing, but it brings them closer together. Right or wrong. Zach, do you have a sister? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let me just be the first to say. Don't drag me into this. (laughs) 
This is Jack and Jill. Don't drag me into this. There is no brother and sister duo in the entire world that would be like, you know what? I really want to get closer to you. And then you find a method to do that. Like nobody is like, I really need to get closer to my brother tonight. And like, I don't care how we do it, but I need to get closer. It's like, no, every brother, sister duo in the entire world is just fine hating each other. It is what it is. It's the dynamic. Everybody's fine with it. So is it wrong? Absolutely. I don't even think I have to go into that. (laughs) It's incest. That is a law. Is it? Yes. Incest is for sure a law. Uh, For sure a law. I'm not sure about cannibalism, but incest is a law. Is it? Marriage, because marrying incest is a law, but is like relations a law in France? I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't know. I, that's a genuine question. Like, is it a law? Okay. Um, well, so we're not sure about laws on this podcast. Nope. Nope. But as I said, <laughs> laws do not define morality, right? I think okay. what we have to do is is okay. Tell me how many people I'm in right line with. Oh, ninety four percent of people. Okay, that's disappointing. You're telling me less people would rather eat their dog than sleep with their sibling that's exactly what i'm telling you yes there's a reason and we will we will get into that but there is a reason um that people feel more compelled to protect an animal than they do human to human feel compelled to uh protect from humans okay um there 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 is a foundation a moral foundation which i'll touch on that we have that speaks to that difference okay. that right. that little bit of difference okay um yeah and you know i think it's wrong too i'll i'll put that out there too um but it is i, I do want to qualify that that it's it's hard to say why it's wrong right do you feel that like you no. you went your, 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 no, no, your counter to why it was wrong was like, this is unrealistic in the first place. There's mm-hmm. no brother and sister that would do that. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like that was your reasoning. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't anything about the, the nuance of right and wrong. It was like, no, there's, this is unrealistic. No way. It's just wrong. My second reason was it's incest. But why is incest wrong? Because you, make strange babies okay i i agree i like i i want Diseases, to question mark? fully on the same i'm the same page as you caitlin i agree with you 100 percent. but this is what this is what we're pushing for is like really exploring the morality right because just saying incest is wrong is in my opinion correct but it is an emotional feeling that we're feeling we're feeling disgust Right. We're feeling like that emotional tug on ourselves to say that's wrong when we have to remove ourselves from that. It is difficult to explain in a reasoned way why it's wrong, even though we feel like it is very, very wrong. And that's what emotional morality is. Right. Like it's just that feeling that we get that's like that's wrong. 
I'm not advocating for incest. I just feel like I'm digging myself a <laughs> hole here. I'm just, I am, I am prompting discussion, Caitlin. I am prompting. I get discussion. it. I get it. In Thank no you. part of my brain was like Zach's advocating for this. I can't believe you <laughs> felt like you need to say that. I um, needed to because I know you would get it. We're here face to face. I know there's going to be thousands of people listening to this. This is the internet. It's going to stay on for forever in perpetuity. I need to qualify it. I need to be very clear. Okay. People, celebrities have gotten burned for way worse than me prompting a psychological discussion about incest. I can't wait. What's okay, next? last one. Yes, hit me. Last one. A woman is cleaning out her closet. She finds an old American flag folded in her closet. She doesn't want the flag anymore. So she cuts up the flag and uses it as a rag to clean her bath. <laughs> right or wrong? I mean, oh, fuck. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to say wrong. I'm going to say wrong. Um, a. Why? Because since the dawn of time, since Caitlin was two years old, you've been taught to not disrespect <laughs> the flag and do not burn the flag. Do not do anything with the flag. <laughs> what? Why are we laughing? I just love that your dawn of time is when you started. Like the yeah, dawn yeah, of time yeah. is when you there were was, born. There I was love that. BC Caitlin and after Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Okay. Keep okay. going. I just So there love was that. no world prior to uh, Caitlin. And so since the dawn of time we've been taught to not disrespect the flag. So when you told me that it was like very much a visceral reaction. And now you're going to ask me, but why is it a visceral reaction? And I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm okay. I cannot have a good weekend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be yeah. thinking about eating dogs, yeah. incest, and just, yeah. just desecrating yeah. the flag. Um, yeah, I, I'm... And I, actually, you are a perfect example of this because uh, when Jonathan Haidt did these experiments with people, um, he actually writes about it in the book. He says, at some point, they did exactly what you did. They're like, I don't know why this is wrong. It's just <laughs> wrong. Right? Just someone like, told me that it was is wrong. The reaction. <laughs> Yeah, like they would just get exhausted by being like prompted of like, well, why do you think this is wrong? Well, why do you, isn't the American flag just a piece of fabric? Like, why yeah. is it wrong to use it in, as a rag? And they just get beat down to the point that they say, it's just wrong. Right. And that is the validation that this is just our morality is justified by emotional tugs and pulls um, of of our brain. Right. It's it's this idea that when we feel disgust or when we feel disrespect, that's wrong. Can I say, though, it's almost as if my morality was defined by my upbringing. So if I were, and I am in no way, shape or form disrespecting any sort of culture, but I am going to say in other cultures, eating a dog is not looked down upon. And mm -hmm. often it is mm -hmm. like a means to an end. It's survival. And mm -hmm. in that mindset, I would say this is like a dog is not a, um, household family member 
it doesn't belong in the house. Yep. And so I am okay eating it just as I am okay eating cow or chicken or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it, it's almost as if like, this isn't my own moral compass. This is somebody else's morality defined for me. You, that's so astute, um, you know, and I think that they do, he does talk about it. There are differentiators between cultures, right? Um, as far as these scenarios are concerned, um, but there is like, you know, there are some cultures where, you know, even saying no to an elder is blasphemy, totally. right? Like if someone's older than you, you, it is ultimate and, you know, respect. And if you, any counter to their thought is completely uh, just immoral. And it, and it brings up that same feeling of disgust when they see people disrespecting their elders like that, right? So there is these elements and these cultural differences between the, these particular scenarios. But what he finds is there are six key components to our emotional morality that drive us. And we will later in the uh, episode talk about them. And then we're going to actually dive into each one uh, throughout the season, really try to try to talk about each one of these six moral foundations. Um, so I'll leave that there. I'll touch on them later, but uh, it is very key. Like there's a common feeling between all of us uh, and reactions to certain things that drive it, even though the scenarios like will differentiate between cultures. It's a great point. You, you should write this book, Caitlin. Well done. Thank you. Um, so uh, uh, bringing it to the political sphere, right? Like we see politicians on both sides using these emotional morality type of reactions to get people to either like them and hate the other side, right? And I pulled three examples. Um, Republicans claiming that the Democrats are running a pedophile ring is my first one. You know, um, pedophiles, we've talked about it, take care of the children, mm. right? Um, that just elicits such a strong emotional reaction that they, they, they get people to be fully on board with the Republican platform because they say Democrats are running a pedophile ring and how can you be for pedophiles, right? Yeah. How do you we yeah. just get that same disgust feeling that you had when someone was using the American flag as a rag, right? It's that same feeling where like, you can't be for that, right? Um, Democrats on the other side, claiming Republicans are forcing back alley abortions, right? And it's tough, right? Like that is an emotional reaction that we have. Caring that one's a people, little bit harder right? because people can argue that because they're serious. Oh God. I don't know. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, you can't, it's like, Oh, <laughs> my thoughts are going in circles about I've that got one. you. What, what is up? What is down when we're thinking about morality? Yeah, no, I, we're on the same side of the political spectrum. I think there's because many arguments for that, but the I Republicans are always going to argue we're pro-life. And so nobody should like there, there is no scenario where there's back alley abortions happening. But the Democrats are claiming Republicans are forcing this, right? And then the they, Republicans they say would say, by limiting yeah. And then the Republicans would say like, yeah, 
that one's that one's that one doesn't feel that one yeah that one doesn't feel as black and white as like pizzagate for example where it's like yeah none of us are for pedophilia none of us are for cutting open babies and drinking their blood nobody's for that yeah the back alley Mm -hmm. abortion doesn't feel feels like there might be a gray area but i don't think that's the topic of discussion i think i just had to say that no i think i think you make a good point because what we discuss on on the podcast in previous episodes is you know there's a fervent uh you know dedicated audience to the republicans right and i would i i you and i both are on the other side of the political spectrum but we i would not say i'm hardcore democrat right i don't root for the democrats every time because I just have values, my own moral values that align with them. And maybe that's what Republicans are doing better is they're drawing these hard moral lines saying Democrats are pedophiles while on the blue side, it's more ambiguous. They're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're not drawing, they're not pulling on our emotional morality to say we need to vote Democrat or this country is going to totally go to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a, that's a piece of the marketing that we can discuss later, but I will say in that vein, like both sides are claiming that the other one is completely destroying the American culture, right? What it is to be American. Both sides are saying vote for us. The other person is taking the American flag, cutting it up and using it as a bathroom cleaner, right? Like they are both, both saying that from different sides to try to tug on that emotional morality. And you made a good point. Like you said, your mind was spinning and it's like what we talked about that fast and slow decision-making this emotion and reason, like it's enough to like send you in circles, right? You don't, you don't know what's up and down and it, it, and it is, it is disorienting to some degree. And the political parties, both of them play on this to try to get you to feel very strongly about one one party and hate the other party in order to even get you to vote you got to feel an a moral compulsion to vote right and you need mm-hmm. not only a moral compulsion to vote but for, to vote for them mm-hmm. right and i think a good example of this as well is gun control when we're talking about politics right the democrats argue reason and they argue hey less guns Less access to guns equals less shootings. Here's the statistics. Here's how we compare against other countries. They throw a lot of numbers out. They throw a lot of of patterns out. Republicans utilizing emotion say gun control is in our rights. It was written as, as the second amendment in our constitution. You cannot take that away from us. This is sacred. This is something that was written into our constitution. Limiting guns is limiting our sacred rights as Americans. And that is why I feel they get tons of support um, on the gun lobby, uh, gets massive support because it's a, it's an emotional moral thing. While Democrats, while we feel emotional or while you know gun control advocates feel very emotional about it, their argument is very steeped in reason. Right. And the only time they get leverage is when there's a mass shooting and that obvious emotional pull of innocent people dying. Right. Do you have any thoughts on that? I no. know I'm touching on tough subjects. Yeah, right I now. think um, 
there's a difference between taking something away from someone. People are going to be so much more inclined to hold on to that. They're so much more inclined to say, don't take away my rights versus, you know, the, the, Dem- the left side is like where we want to institute new laws. We want to institute mm. better background checks. So it's harder to get on board with that because people don't feel like you're being like anything is getting taken away from them versus the Republican and the right is like, I- I'm losing something. That is a perfect segue. I could not agree more. And that's a perfect segue into my next moral scenario for you. <laughs> Um, so, um, here's the scenario and this one does involve me and you, but it's not, okay, well, I'll just get into it. I, I hand you Caitlin, a piece of paper, right? The piece of paper is a contract. It says, I hereby sell my soul after my death to Zach Phillips for $50. So I give you $50. You give me your soul. Um, I include a footnote that says this is not a binding legal document, but it's a piece of paper that you would say, Hey, I would, I will sell my soul to you for 50 bucks. I get 50 bucks. You get my soul after my death. Boom. Done. Would you sign it? If I got $50, you got 50 bucks for my soul. <laughs> I mean, first of all, do you sign you it if I'm put, giving you? If I'm could, giving, you should have put a higher dollar amount on that. Is anybody doing anything for fifty dollars anymore? So you're de- you're at least debating it. Like, do I even want to do this for fifty dollars? Like, because the dollar amount, I upped it to fifty. To be clear, like in his experiment, he said one dollar. One dollar to make it a little more reasonable. One dollar. When was $1. this written? Like when they were exchanging Recently. rocks for currency? <laughs> <laughs> the dollar amount doesn't matter. I'll give you that hint. Like the dollar amount does not matter. It does because A, <clears throat> I don't care what you do with my soul afterwards. I do not care. <laughs> it is, it is, you are not, you're getting nothing out of that deal, but I have to make sure I get something from that deal. And that something is Why? money. I want money. But you're giving away nothing. Who cares if it's a dollar or $50? But you think it's some, worth something. Money. You think it's worth something. So now I'm telling you it's worth more. And I'm saying, yeah, you can have it. I don't okay, care, so- but it's actually worth a million. You're going to negotiate the soul of your, the price of your soul. Okay. I mean, that's a fair answer. Spoken like a true business owner. Well played. Well played. Um, but you're even debating it. Like I, for me, I'm like, uh, that might, that's my fast thinking brain too. At first I'm like, give me more money and fuck yeah. But at the end of the day, when I think through it, I'm like, personally, I don't believe in a soul. I don't think I have anything after death. Give me the 50 bucks. Sure. I'll sign a fucking bullshit piece of paper. And I'll just cash in 50 bucks for free. Why not? Yeah. Go have myself a nice dinner. You know, yeah. like, who yeah. cares? Right? Yeah, that's the easiest $50 um, I've but- ever made. And so now I think I can make more. <laughs> you, I mean- you're going to milk it for more. <laughs> Do you want my that's spirit? Well, you too? are that's not for sale. in the masses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want my consciousness, you know? My like, consciousness, go, my ghost, my, you know, what is, have it. 
yeah, that ghost. They're like, what's on the menu? What is on the menu? I love it. Well, um, you, 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 we didn't in the fit into the typical. You're not in the masses on that one. You're not in the masses. That um, doesn't surprise typically me. Typically, people will. Sorry to interrupt, but that doesn't surprise me because um, religion is so prevalent and there is belief of an afterlife and God, all religions, um, I think. Yeah. Well, that's why he put the qualifier in there, that footnote that says this is not a binding legal document. Right. So like at the end of the day, even if you still believed in that, you would, it's not a binding legal document. It's just signing a random piece of paper for 50 bucks, right? Like, but, if people they, are still but it, it plays on that. So protective hesitant. of their souls. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the emotional morality of it, right? Our rational brains, our slow thinking brains say, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, it's not a leaning, it's not a legal document. Maybe I don't even believe in a soul. Give me the 50 bucks. But our initial reaction, that fast thinking, emotional brain says, my soul's worth more than 50 bucks. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like, I don't want to give that up. You know, like, I don't want to give up my soul. Like, what is going on here? So, you know, um, hate creates this wonderful analogy that I love that I said in my intro. He calls it the elephant and the rider. Right. And this idea that our emotional, our fast thinking, emotional brain is the elephant and it's big and it's moving and it's just lumbering along really, truly out of our own control. Our rational brain, that slow thinking brain is the rider. We can learn how to navigate it. We can tell the elephant which direction to go. We can learn the elephant's ticks and tricks to like guide the elephant but at the end of the day that elephant's gonna go where it wants to go right and there's some element of our brain that if we're riding this elephant and it starts moving towards the water hole we can say oh the elephant's thirsty right like we can rationalize the elephant's movements um as the rational brain but the elephant in its emotional state is gonna do what it wants to do Mm. Do you have any thoughts? I think that's a great analogy of kind of what we've been experimenting with. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, where does morality fit in that scenario? That's a great question. So um, in, r- rolling with this analogy, riding with this analogy, um, the rider, it, it's the two working together, right? The rider benefits the elephant in the sense that the rider can see further into the future. It can see trappings laid ahead and guide the elephant around it, right? Um, So it can make better decisions for the elephant. Uh, The rider can learn new skills and tactics which can help the elephant reach its goals, right? And avoid disaster. And and most importantly, the rider acts as a spokesperson for the elephant. So this is where morality comes in, where our moral, that feeling of disgust is something innate in us, that's the elephant. And that rider is us trying to rationalize why it's bad to eat a dog. Mm. The rider is is acting as a spokesperson for that mm. emotional reaction. Um, and, and But that doesn't mean like the elephant's dumb, it's really smart, Ele- we, that's why he uses an elephant. Elephants are really smart. Like it doesn't, the, the idea that your emotions are stupid is ridiculous, you know? Like it is very smart, It's it's, the rider is just like the PR firm for the elephant. The rider 
reacts and rationalizes and guides the elephant in the right direction as best it can. Wait, so in the dog eating scenario, my reaction to that was like, was the elephant or was it the writer talking? It was the elephant and the writer trying to justify exactly oh so so the elephant was my emotion and the writer was the morality yes the writer was you the writer was you trying to explain like this is why Why a dog's a part of your family right like you saying a dog's a part of the family i feel like that's the same as eating aunt betty that's the writer the 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 elephant is that emotional gut disgust of like oh that's wrong you know what i'm saying and then the writer just rationalizes. okay gotcha yep um yeah yeah so i think it's a great analogy and 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 to tie this to the 2024 election we need to be aware particularly on both sides when when politicians are speaking to the rider or they're speaking to the elephant when we see ads that just try to tug as we saw in the attack ads right like Mm -hmm. i the one i think of is is uh Hillary Clinton's attack ad that we reviewed that was like having the kids watching Donald Trump say terrible things, right? Like that, there really wasn't a substance of what Hillary was trying to do differently. It was really speaking to our elephant of like, oh, protect the kids. Don't let them see a world where Donald Trump becomes president, Mm -hmm. right? And we can we can beat that manipulation that that politicians try to do by understanding the difference and recognizing it and saying okay i'm feeling this way why why are they trying to get me to feel this way and what can what rationalizations can i make um to counter that so with that i had a thought and i lost it i know I, i lost my elephant you you lost you lost your rider. Your elephant's still going strong. You never lose the elephant. The rider took a break. My rider's um, gone. But I really, I, I, but that's really all I have. I know it's kind of a heavy thinking episode, so we'll keep it kind of short. But um, do you have any gut reactions to that? Like, do you have what is your elephant? What do you need to speak for your elephant? I don't, the rider is checked out, gone for the day. He jumped off. He tied up the elephant at his watering hole and the elephant is just, <laughs> just, he's just done. at the watering yeah. hole <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> well, I will, um, in that, in that sense, I will, uh, how we're going to break this out. We're, next episode, we're going to talk about campaign slogans and kind of how they pull on on some of those emotional moralities. But I do want to give you the six directions, the six moral foundations that are common across all of us. So first we have the care and harm foundation. Uh, the idea that uh, we either need to care for someone or the reaction when someone's being harmed. That is a key component and a key moral foundation. And we'll actually be talking about that in two episodes. Um, the other moral foundation that the direction that the elephant goes is the fairness cheating moral foundation. We have very strong reactions to being fair to people and very strong reactions when we feel like someone is cheating us or cheating someone we care about. I might have missed that. The other one is. But can you when you're talking about these these opposites, what are you are you saying that we should be prepared for this in 2024 
to look for ads that are either appealing to care or harm. And you should be aware of whether your elephant is being pulled in one direction or the other. Yes. Okay. Solely by playing on these moral foundations. Okay. Right? So like, these moral foundations. It, it back. Gotcha. Gotcha. So they, they, people will play on these moral foundations. Either they're playing on harm yes. and, and causing a reaction from you, or they're playing on care and trying to cause a reaction from you. Either way, it's a moral foundation that you need to be cognizant of. Exactly. Okay. I think the perfect example is the one that we talked about, the Pizzagate, uh, you know, deep, QAnon people playing on the care harm foundation by saying children are being manipulated, their blood is being drank in the bottom in the basement of this pizza cellar and it's run by this democratic cabal when the pizza place didn't even have a basement. So it, it they're 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 playing on that moral foundation so hard it's devoid of any fact. Mm -hmm. And there's no rationalization of that fact. It's completely wrong. But they are just manipulating that moral foundation to get people to be on their team and be on their side and advocate for what they're doing. Nice. Right. Okay. So there, it's it's devoiding of all reason and fact, and gotcha. solely. And politicians on both sides do this, and they're doing this more and more frequently because people don't want to do research. They're just playing on this. So. I, th I think the goal of this series that we're going to do is really getting people to understand. And it, it, the first part is just understanding that they're trying to do this. And then your rational, your slow thinking, your rider brain can kick in and start to break it down a little bit and make a, either a, a rational decision rather than an emotional. Gotcha. So there's Did I ramble there? It's no, no, no. You explained it so yeah. brilliantly because I was a little, like I said, the writer is <laughs> left to the station. <laughs> the elephant. A Friday afternoon. It's been a long week. Okay. Yeah. So no, that's great. Uh, so care and harm. What was the other one? Fairness and cheating. Yep. So the idea that if someone's getting cheated or, or it's not fair, we have a very strong reaction to that. Mm. Uh, loyalty and betrayal is another one. Having loyalty to someone or betraying someone is a common moral foundation. Um, this one is, I think is going to be very interesting to talk about, but the authority and subversion moral foundation, uh, there is a moral reaction to authority and a moral, we get these kind of emotional gut reactions to subversion of authority as well. I think that one's going to be a very interesting one that one plays into oh the next one so authority subversion i think that one's straightforward in politics the authoritative whatever um the next one is sanctity and degradation now that is the emotional uh, moral foundation that i was playing on with the american flag right like uh, there's the American flag, we're degrading the American flag by using it as a bathroom rag. There's some sanctity. There's some like, uh, it, it's, uh, it can't be messed with because it is the American flag, right? That's the moral foundation. And then the last one is liberty and oppression. So the idea of freedom and liberty and the idea of being oppressed have very strong moral foundation gut reactions from us as well so yeah, that's where gun like i said we'll give in. political examples exactly exactly like that kind of we want our freedom versus you're you oppressing know, you us because we don't have yeah, you're taking getting rid it of away. Our guns. exactly you're 
10 steps ahead of me per usual, Caitlin. So we will uh, we will be giving political examples of this as we go on. And then we will be diving into each one of these and saying, okay, here's how you can tell that they're playing on this particular foundation. And here's how you can rationalize out of that. And hopefully maybe even rationalize your peers, family, whoever you're talking about with the election to try to get a sensible conversation that doesn't devolve into screaming at each other that's all i got that's all i got anything else no all right are we morally right are we still in the right you know have you had second thoughts no i'm just kidding i'm always on the right in the right i i feel the same maybe not on the right but in the right for sure. I was going to say, I was going to let you finish that sentence and then cut it off right there. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. Stay tuned uh, for our next episode. If you like this one, please like subscribe, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the whole, you guys know the deal. You listen to podcasts, just find us, Google it, manipulating the masses. We will see you next week.